Hello, and welcome to the Television Spotlight on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion about a television show that we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I'm joined by my sister, and we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on the third and final season of Arctic Air. This originally aired up in Canada, but it's available on Amazon Prime, so if you've got that, this is one of many shows you can be checking out that way. And we had checked it out because, again, ton of familiar faces in this series, and in this third season, they added one or two more, the big one being Niall Matter, who had been in Eureka, Primeval New World went on to do the Aurora Tea Garden mystery series as kind of the, the second love interest for yeah. the Aurora Tea Garden character. That was a series of, of mystery movies over on Hallmark. And he's done other things. He's got a, a fairly extensive resume. And they brought him in here as the love interest for Krista, lead female character on the show. And I almost wonder, because they had ended second season with the character of Bobby Martin literally in a gun sight as if he's about to be assassinated. And that's where season two ends. And season three picks up on that. We get another shot, you know, through the gun sight and stuff. And then the the guy with the gun apparently gets hit over the head. End of, you know, problem right there. And then it jumps three months later. And I almost wonder if they had ended second season on contract negotiations with Adam Beach. And if they had set up Nile matter of if that falls through, you get to be the new lead of the show, and it didn't fall through, we'll have you on as a guest star. Well, and whether or not it was contract negotiations slash if you fall through, it's kind of a Adam Beach mostly does movies. You know, he being a movie actor, I think from what I can tell of the actor, this was a fun Canadian series for him to do, Mm -hmm. but this wasn't part of his career path. I can see that. I can see that. You know, he grew up in Manitoba on the land. Some of the filming for this was in Manitoba. He said in an interview, you know, he enjoyed getting to take it to his home province. And there were a lot of things in this season, as with previous, that were out in the snow, out in the barren areas and stuff, out in the the smaller towns and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So just from a visual perspective, it's a very different setting, very different kind of show. Much like, you know, Magnum P.I., either the current or the original is, oh, it's Hawaii. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Well, I forget the language that's used in contracts for actors, but sometimes during a pilot season, when they do sort of the list of these are the pilots that have gone out, you know, they'll say that this actor is signed and, like I say, I forget the language. first position or second position. Yeah. It's basically, there's a, a, a ranking order. If if two shows were to get picked up, this is the one he's going to go with, not the other one. Yeah, yeah. And I can see where Adam Beach may have had the contract for this written such that it's, look, if I don't have any conflicts, I'm there for you because I want to do this. Mm-hmm. But if this was a much lower paying job, which I suspect it was, particularly compared to movies, Yeah. but because this was, from what I've read, partially funded by the Canadian government. It looks to have been heavy on going with the Canadian content laws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that gets you the subsidies and everything. 
So I can see where he would have put this in second position. And at the end of each season, they seemed to be positioning themselves to where, okay, if he's got a movie or a filming conflict. If something big comes up for him, we're covered. Yeah. And honestly, I think that mindset kind of came into play with the Mel Iverson character. I Yeah. In a different respect, because the actor was here for the whole season, but the character had a reduced role. And I really have to wonder, and we commented on it after we watched the first episode, mm-hmm. where Kevin McNulty, the actor, seemed to have lost a significant amount of weight. Enough weight that they redid his visual poses for the opening credits. And he was the only one they redid that for. Yeah. And it, it, to me, it seemed whether either medically inspired or medically required or, or mm-hmm. related or something, potentially. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, it was a drastic enough change that it's like, is, is he doing okay? Mm-hmm. And Guy did a terrific job in this season as he had in the previous two. But there did come a point early on where he's like, if Krista and Bobby want to run Arctic Air, great, have at it. I'm stepping back. Well, and the other thing to consider is with these being 12 to 13 episode seasons, these would air between January and April when they first came out. And then from April to the following January, you've got no new episodes. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, six to nine months conceivably between production of seasons. Yes. Going back to the, if something happened health-wise for him. Yeah, yeah. He could have had something dealt with it and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully nothing did happen. Again, I don't know if he was just able to to lose the weight because he decided it was time. More power to him. Either way, it it was a visual change. It was. Still, same great character. Grumpy as heck, and I loved him for it. Yes, yes. Well, and there were a few other recognizable names and faces this season. Some were in front of the camera, a few were behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Amanda Tapping from Stargate SG-1 directed a few episodes. Same with Martin Wood. Martin Wood, also from that, from Stargate SG-1. From Andromeda, the one who played the alien, I'm blanking on her name. She was in- Oh, Laura episode. Bertram. Laura. No. Yeah. So she was in an episode, and not all that long in, in a scene that frankly could have been filmed in you know isolation from everybody else. Yeah. It was literally a phoned in, but we saw the character. Uh, and a good scene. Yes. In another one, when they did the male race, Brent State, I think it was. Yes. Or Brett State. Also from Andromeda, he played Rev Bam like the first season or something. The poor actor, as I recall, turned out to be allergic to the makeup. Yeah. And this was one of those characters that was just encased in it. And it's like, yep, this isn't working. They wrote the character out, which is a shame. But both of those from Andromeda, uh, Lexa Doig was again recurring this season. She was in Andromeda, so I've got to assume there potentially mm-hmm. was a connection. Or it's just, it's Canada, they know each other, let's hire people we know and who are good actors. But that's one of the things I truly loved about the whole series, was so many of these Canadian actors really got to shine. Yes, yes. And a lot of these characters were well-written, well-thought-out. Well, and even one or two that I think were set up as one-off characters as far back as the pilot. And I'm thinking the Jim McAllister character. Mm. I loved that character. That actor did a terrific job and got used a couple of times this season, particularly when Arctic Air had decided, through Krista's decision, to go into search and rescue. Mm -hmm. And they did not only the two-part finale 
but also an episode a little beyond halfway in that was a really powerful episode Yeah, on just not only how hard it is physically to do the search and rescue, but the emotional toll, the 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 trauma of, of all of that. That was yeah. a very, a, frankly, a, a little disturbing of an episode for me. Yes. You know, but I'm, you know, squeamish and stuff, and there were a few things, it's like, yeah. There were aspects of that one that had the ripped from the headlines. Yes. But in terms of people having to make hard choices themselves without benefit of search and rescue there to help them. Well, but, and there was some of that also in the finale, where it was a two-part yeah. thing to go do a search and rescue, and there was complications, there needed to be an additional kind of search and rescue and such. And overall, I thought that was a really well-done episode up until it ended. Yeah. And the ending was fine, but it was also the end of the season and the series, and it just it goes, it goes, and then boom, we're done, we're stopped. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. I, I think... Like the was it the last shot we get where we get a thumbs up from Mel or whatever, and then we're, we're at the credits. I'm like, man, you needed another because it was a twelve episode season. You needed another episode to really reset either the status quo or to to close things off a little more gracefully. It we did not get a final scene between Dev and Astrid, and I no. love Dev. Dev is my idiot. Mm -hmm. I love him to pieces. They did some great stuff with those two this season. They really did. And I mean, things like her Swedish sensibilities. Mm -hmm. They really embraced the cultural differences. Well. How you have to talk about them. Not only did they do that, but when Dev was talking with Blake about all of that kind of stuff, and he, Dev was kind of realizing we're, we're fundamentally polar opposites in some respects. Mm-hmm. And Blake was giving him kind of the pep talk, being a good friend. Mm -hmm. When those two, when when Dev was in jeopardy in the, the finale and stuff, and Blake was like, yep, there, let's, you know, help out instantly and stuff like that, it rang true because yes. they built up those relationships. And when you think back to season two, season one, where at one point, I think it was first season, Blake and Krista were going to go off for the weekend or whatever, Mel's kind of sticking a thorn in the side there and it's like oh what are you doing out here uh dev i'm gonna go have drinks with deb you know kind of it's yeah, like yeah buddy of convenience and it's yes. like you know the true friendship that grows and again they did all of this in the span of what maybe 36 episodes thereabouts yeah 35 36 episodes yeah so they they did a lot of great character building a lot of good stuff and also with the the two search and rescues with some of the other stuff they did there was plenty of action. Yes. Because there was one or two where it's like, hey, we're we're in Canada. It's cold. You get stuck out for the night. It's bad. And we had a few of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So it's... Well, and they also dealt with the great wide open. Yes. In terms of it's not just the you get stuck out in the cold, but where's the nearest help? Mm -hmm. Well, there was the one where Blake was ferrying the cop around. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, we're stuck here. We can't take off here. But if we drive to this other place and get picked up, oh, something happens on the drive because it's basically a blizzard out. Yeah. And again, character building there, some good action without being the typical primetime TV action that you would get in your regular procedural show. Well, and before they're actually certified to be search and rescue. They're, well, they're still not certified well, at the end of the series. Yeah, but 
Uh, when Gordon is on their yes. case. You know, they're the only search and rescue that can get there within two or three days. Well, what got me with the one scene where Gordon, who had already based, he's one of the, basically the paper pushers in the FAA equivalent. equivalent Yeah, I'm not even sure what the right term would be there. He'd already grounded Mel at one point. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get people to follow the rules. And Mel's like, I get it. You're doing the right thing. Don't like it. But, you know, but when he comes and basically is trying to put a stop to an active rescue that Articare is doing, even though they don't have the insurance, they don't have necessarily the proper training or equipment or anything, but their heart's in the right spot. When Caitlin Caitlin basically tears into him yeah. of if you were the person on the mountain needing the rescuing, you wouldn't care about the paperwork. You wouldn't care about, you want somebody there. Mm-hmm. Very good scene for her. Oh, it was awesome. And she did an excellent job with it. It really went back to one of the themes of the season, which was kind of a, if they weren't trying to be a search and rescue, if they were just going and being a good neighbor, like they were in seasons one and two, yeah, they wouldn't have been facing the hurdles they were facing in doing what they were doing. Well, it was funny in the finale when it's, a, we're going to have to set up one of these DC3s as a medevac. medevac kind of a thing. And there was a comment of, you know, we've done it before. And there were a few, yep. Can't forget that because it was the crash mm-hmm. early on and all of that. I mean, the show has a memory without being steeped in its continuity. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you if you follow it through the run, which is not that big of a time investment, no, they build up the characters, they build up the community. When you see the familiar faces again, they'll remind you sometimes. Oh, this is who they are. This is why that's important. They did a nice job juxtaposing Bruce Ward with Bobby Martin. They both lost parents as teenagers, they were friends as kids, but really the difference of getting sent away to family when grandmother could no longer handle him and help him versus having Uncle Mel and having still one parent on hand and having the community that you had grown up in really rally around you. That's one of the things that if they had gotten one more episode to round out the series, whether they knew it was the series or even mm. the season. I really think it should have closed the loop on Bruce and Bobby. Yes, definitely. That relationship, start mending some fences or whatever. Close the loop a little bit better on... Russell. Russell and his now deceased brother. Mm-hmm. And kind of clean that up a little or address that or something. Kind of amending offenses mm-hmm. and give the sense of... Old grudges are going to be behind us. Let's let's build a more peaceful future. Well, and they were also juxtaposing kind of the grudge between Bruce Ward and Bobby versus the grudge between Russell and Bobby in terms of he and Russell, for the sake of their kids, were figuring out how to put the past behind them, mm-hmm. make peace, move forward. Yeah, they did a really good episode with it going from the calm stocks are bad to Bobby having to spend time with Russell because of the kids, mm-hmm. and then mending fences. Yeah. And it's not perfect, but it's smoothed over enough mm-hmm. that Russell could come to Bobby for a favor. Yeah. You know, and it would have been nice if if part of what they could have done in that episode is, okay, Bobby's actually getting the equipment down. He's actually paying off on that, closing yeah. the loop. If you had had that and also brought Dearman back in a potentially last episode they didn't bother to do, uh, they could have. It's like, okay, we started with a bad deal uh, between Dearman and McAllister. Maybe now something's, you know, playing out there. 
they could have bookended it a little better. I think they felt that they wrapped up Dearman nicely with the deal with the Dene tribe. The problem with that is Dearman prior to that had multiple companies that were always, you know, popping out of the woodwork. He had limitless resources and whatnot. And there were signs that, okay, maybe he's going to be a little trouble or whatever. But then when we got to that one episode, he's in a tiny hotel. Not that any of the, the hotels and motels seem to be that big up there. Matter of fact, Dev comments on that yes. at one point. But he's lost everything. The wife has left him. It's like they've off panel just gutted the character. He's desperate. He's all of this stuff. It didn't feel like closure for the character, but a turning point in his story mm -hmm. that needed to see, okay, what happened next? Did he learn from this? Did he grow from this experience? Is he still the conniving snake that he was? Well, and they felt they set it up with the one video call with the wife where she was threatening him. No, they did. I mean, I yes, agree. they had that, but... I agree with your gut reaction of that didn't really set up the divorce, et cetera, et cetera. It planted a seed, but it was not a smooth setup that built to anything. It just, boom, here it was. Yeah. So I, I felt that wasn't a comeuppance for that character or any kind of a payoff. And he'd been such a recurring character to end on that note with him was disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I think they thought they were giving the audience what they wanted with Dearman doesn't come out ahead in the deal. Dearman has to sign off on the deal or he loses everything. And for once, other people get the better end of the deal. But for me, it fell flat. Even if we had seen him in a another episode where he's like, and here is Petra's money back. Yes. And you know, I'm not happy about this, but you know what, Bobby, it was the right thing working with the, the Dene tribe because they've got now 50% say in this, that, and the other. It's working out. It's actually having some benefits. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, having him learn from that experience. Yes. So I felt they could have done a little better closing the loop on a couple of things like that. I would have liked to have seen Nordic Air actually get again, you know, licensed officially as search and rescue versus just doing it. Because if that ever happened, they never bothered to tell us. Yeah. And there was one episode, I forget which one it was, but we got to the end of it, and I'm like, half the regular characters just weren't in that episode. Mm -hmm. And it was just, just the one. There are a couple where it's like, oh, Mel's only in one scene, a few others where, okay, these people came in for an afternoon to do a scene, and kind of in, out, and that's it. And again, whether it was budgetary reasons, scheduling reasons, because a few of these people, I think, were doing other shows concurrently. Because mm. I think Lexa was doing continuum concurrently with at least one of the seasons i forget which oh interesting so i mean again yeah these are the people that any show filming in canada when they need some reliable guest characters of the week or whatever a lot of these were the kinds of people they would use mm -hmm. so i i get some of that and it was a good season mm -hmm. it at least didn't have the level of of gratuitous gunplay that i felt second season did no but it was definitely the peril and rescue of the week as opposed to the go out and fly an adventure. Yeah. That it started out as. And I mean, even Mel commented on we've left behind the foundation of our company. Well, and it's funny because I do think you could have done a very good show where Arctic Air was a much smaller operation. And it was, here's the one or two planes and we're just doing the mail runs. We're just doing the supply run. No big peril of the week. But let's go get to know, here's the people in this town, here are the people here. Mm -hmm. And that this would be kind of the, I don't see the equivalent of the 
Pony Express or Wells Fargo thing, but this is how news is traveling and yeah, you know, society is is interacting in in this area or whatnot. So the direction they went with the peril this time at least wasn't it didn't feel as far fetched. We didn't have the polar bear. We didn't have the bombings. We didn't have the diamond mine theft. We didn't have planes falling out of the sky every week. Again, I'm I'm not convinced this was the safest airline to fly, but you know it was it was entertaining to watch. We we wrapped up Tommy with a little revisionist history that bothered me when the way he went away shifted in the previously on from what we had seen, mm-hmm. but they at least addressed it and tried to move forward with that but then it's there were a number of times a character gets kind of brought in and then off panel it's like yes they won't be speaking to anyone ever again (laughs) dun 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 and they didn't play it that way but at least there was the one time where they went ice fishing and got rid of the body which had its own problems i'm not going ice fishing ever well i wouldn't do it to begin with but certainly wouldn't wouldn't take a dead body and kick it and do it yeah (laughs) what it doesn't make sense Seems like a lot of trouble to go to. Yeah. But there were a couple of people that, that met their end very unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else was, was a big thing this season. Really, Dev and Astrid's relationship. Well, and what's funny is I would think they were basically the only stable relationship we saw over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. There were one or two other stable relationships but we never really saw it in action. I was going to say Cease and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stable throughout, but talked about, we never even see his kids. We see his wife a time or two. Mm-hmm. But really, Dev and Astrid, we see from basically when they meet to where they end up. Yeah. And again, another scene or two for that. Would have been nice. To close the loop. Not would have been nice. I felt it was required. Yeah. They really, if they could have had another five minutes or squeezed five minutes out of it by paring down like the time they spent on Bruce or something like that, they could have actually had Dev and Astrid at the end, face to face, short conversation, pay off for basically stuff that had happened throughout the entire series mm-hmm. and ended on that note. Yeah. At which point the series would effectively have been defined by Dev's arrival at Arctic Air, his adventures throughout, and then ending at that key turning point in his life. Yeah. And that would have been, oh, this is why the the show started, and this is why it's now going to be a different show or ends at this point. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, Dev, like I said, I mean, I love the idiot. (laughs) And I use idiot because that's their word in an affectionate way from Astrid. Well, it's... It's- They're having a conversation. He's explaining his point of view on things. She says, you're an idiot. And he's like, yes, but I'm your idiot. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I am who I am. And, and you accept me for it, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. They had some really good scenes, those two. They played very well off each other. Mm-hmm. And again, I think there was a reveal or two to be had that, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean- Astrid had proposed, Dev wanted to accept, they never actually were able to connect to to do that, and it seemed as if, potentially, Astrid may have been pregnant with his child. I took the, the throwing up as potentially morning sickness. Potentially. It, I thought- Potentially. It could have just been stress. 
Right, because as she was complaining, she throws up when she gets upset, nervous, overwhelmed. I thought Petra had morning sickness on the flight. That was another possibility, too. I took some of that as the helicopter going around. Yeah. Not being a seasoned pilot versus Astra being one. Yeah. So, again, different ways you could read both of those and not having, again, landing the ending on that. Yeah. So, they really could have had one more episode that set up, this is why everybody's in a fundamentally different position moving forward. And since we've gotten them to this point, now we can bow out. Mm-hmm. So I I think we both got to the end of that that last episode with a and you're done yeah just kind of a not how I thought you were going to stop but okay well and really a but I want more for me at least there's a but I want more but there's also a sense of incompleteness yes I mean I w- I would love to see a fourth season on this and stuff like that but there's an aspect of the proposal was made. Didn't mm-hmm. get accepted, denied, didn't close the loop on that. Bobby, is he going to actually, he said he was going to go stay, you know, and start living with, with Petra and stuff, getting one more scene to close that loop. Well, we ended with kind of a, a montage of shots with no dialogue. So even if we had had Dev fumbling around to find something round to present to Astrid, Actually, that would have been hilarious if in the plane, Cease had been looking for something. Yes. And that's why I've been thinking if Cease, when he was trying to fix the plane, had been kind of, or, you know, get power running, had been kind of rejecting things, but pocketing a few things. Even if he had just taken some wire and twisted that into Mm -hmm. a braided ring or something like that. Yeah. And a before you go... It's like, not now, see, he's not, no, before you go, Yeah. hands him the ring. Yeah. That would have been a great moment between those two. It really would have. Yeah. So they were, they, they fell short on that and they were doing, they did such a great job over the season. They really did. That to not bring it to a satisfying conclusion frustrated me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't like they ended on a cliffhanger because many shows have done that and mm-hmm. that's frustrating. But. But they just kind of stopped. With a awareness, there's so much more we could tell. There's so much more that we could complete, but we're done for now. They ended on an end of episode, not end of season, much less end of series note. Yeah. That's, I think, where my frustration was. Because mm-hmm. again, I was really enjoying it. I think all the characters were, were strong and well-written. Mm-hmm. The writing team, I think, did a, a, a solid job. The, the actors did, did great from a technical point of view. Everything was was well shot. Some of the scenic vistas mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that were great. Some where it's like, okay, they're clearly CGing this plane, landing in this place. Makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that. And it wasn't bad CG. It's just, you know, I, I can recognize it as such. Yeah. You know? So I would, would have liked to have seen a fourth season. Obviously, that didn't happen. It's been seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. I doubt this is the kind of show that they would do like a reunion movie kind of a thing too, but they've done that with some other Canadian shows. That's interesting. So if they could come up with a a justification for it and get the people interested, could happen. Don't expect it to. Connor's wedding. Could be. Or Mel finally retiring. Mm -hmm. Or something, yeah. The 45th anniversary of Arctic Air. Yeah, yeah. So they did the 35th. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if we could just come back at that point for, you know, a two-hour-ish TV movie, 
find out the search and rescue has saved a bunch of people. This is with how the company has evolved. Mm-hmm. Is Mel still flying? Is he retired? What's going on? You know, and just how have people evolved? Dev and Astrid have a few kids and Cease is teasing them. I told you how that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to see Blake with Officer Gallagher. Yes. Well, and do Petra and Bobby have another kid? Mm-hmm. What happened to, to Bruce? Yeah. Ward? Is he now friendly with everybody and stuff? How did things happen? Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot they could do with that and do it in a way that it doesn't feel like it's a cliche, you know, reunion movie kind of a thing. Even if it's just a, it's the 10 year anniversary of the search and rescue team or something. Yeah. You know, there could be a lot of interesting stuff that, that I think they could still do with these characters if they were of a mind to. Mm-hmm. But they ended on a note where I don't feel they're obligated to do that because they left things undone. I just think that while they touched down at the end, it was a little abrupt and a little, not even bumpy. It was smooth. It was just sudden. Yeah. So again, I think it's worth watching. There's a lot of these kinds of shows on the various streaming services that aren't big, flashy, ooh, you must watch or whatever, but I think are worth the time and enjoyable if you decide to spend the time on them. Mm-hmm. And some of these where the seasons are 10 or 13 or 12 or whatever episodes, it's not a huge time investment. So you could do a season you know, over a weekend or whatever, and then maybe come back to it next weekend or a couple of months later or not at all if you don't want to. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Anything else? I think that does it. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.